3: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Ace of Geeks podcast. We've got a really, really great interview for you today. This band called The Returners, who are a video game cover band uh, who were playing at PAX Prime last weekend, were kind enough to join us on the show, and it is a great interview. But before we get to that, I've got to do the usual thing, which is plug our sponsor. So um, if you want 180,000 audiobooks, the best way to do that is to go to audibletrial.com slash geeks. You support the podcast and you get a bunch of audiobooks and your first audiobook is free. It's amazing. Go do it. Thank you very much.
4: We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on my friends, nerd. power in your phantom keep strong nerd on
3: but you're using your mouth now you're on Did a podcast
1: <laughs> i have to say hello, hello. <laughs>
3: All right, well, here we are in the sunny orcas room. And I say sunny because it's Seattle, and I think this is what passes for sun here. Uh, (laughs) There are also, sadly, no orcas in the orcas room. But uh, we are joined by the returners. Yay! Welcome, guys. Um, may I start by saying, and we've already discussed this over email, but you guys have the coolest band name of all time. <laughs> every, every time I got an email from Laura that was signed "The Leader of the Returners," I was just like, "This is the greatest thing." That's why I sign it that
5: way. <laughs> because like, I don't know, when when you're like a little kid and you like play their play Final Fantasy VI, and you're like, "Oh, I love rebellions. Oh, I love the Returners." Like, I don't know, it's like a light... When you're a
6: little kid and
5: love
3: rebellion. And then when you become an older kid and also love rebellion. Yeah, no, I've kind of got a weakness for
5: rebellions against evil empires. I blame Star Wars and Final Fantasy VI. Yes.
3: Uh Well, it's easy to blame Final Fantasy VI given that it is the greatest video game of all time. I like it. Yeah, I've I've had. It's really great actually seeing how much um, Final Fantasy VI love has grown over the past couple years because when I was a kid, it was like no, if you like Final Fantasy VI, you suck. Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game of all time. And I'm like, no, no, guys, no, no, no. It's, it's just better. It's better, I promise.
5: That's part of why I don't like Final Fantasy
3: VII.
5: I know, me do! <laughs> oh my god! I'm bitter, I'm resentful. they
3: like, when they ran those ads for months before Final Fantasy VII came out, that was like, this game would never run on a Nintendo. I was like, but it's...
5: Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, it's not the graphics that make Final Fantasy VI the best mm-hmm. game, although it does have really good
3: Dude, there's mm-hmm. a um, uh, merch booth in somewhere on the floor that's selling a poster of like Maria and Draco I upcoming. I I almost started oh crying. God. I was just like, <laughs> I called my wife to be like, um, yeah, they have an opera house poster, and we're going to put it up, and there's nothing you can do about it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into
5: a fellow fangirl who, who shared it with me, and it was a moment of great joy. <laughs> that's awesome. So how did you guys um,
3: come about as the Returners? How did this all get started?
5: Um, well, three of us have been... Sorry, guys, apparently I'm talking. Yeah, that's okay.
3: Actually, <laughs> why, yeah, so everyone knows who's, who's talking. Why don't everybody go across the table and introduce themselves. Uh, if you've heard the podcast before, hi, I'm Mike. Jairus isn't here because he's poor. Uh, Cameron? <laughs> I am poor, but I am here. Yes, yeah. true.
6: <laughs> go ahead, guys. Um, I'm Wedge, I'm the keyboardist.
3: Oh, I'm God, the- you guys have the coolest fucking names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs>
5: I'm just Lauren. I'm the band leader, singer, vocalist, flute thing. I, don't know. <laughs> I do things. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I'm Danger. I play bass. That's it. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> You're totally like Star Fox. We star-fall. need to have cooler
3: names, Cameron. What <laughs> <laughs> with a cooler name for yourself right now? Uh, no, that's a dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll come back to you. <laughs> no
7: um, I'm John.
3: I play drums and I sing.
5: At the same time, I want to point out. Oh
3: well, I mean, it's Im- incredibly more impressive than playing drums and also. That's sports. why I keep my name regular because I'm already too impressive. <laughs> uh, I'm Lobos and I play guitar. All right, cool. So we have uh, Wedge, Danger, Lauren, John, and Lobos. Yes,
5: some of us have normal human names. And so some of us are special. You need names. to change
3: that immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can just call you Bannon for the rest of the show. <laughs> <I don't really laughs> <not there. laughs> Uh, so anyway, how did, the, how did the whole Returners thing get started?
5: Um, so three of us had been in a band, a video game cover band, before. Um, so when that split up, um, I talked to John and Lobos. Um, and I was like, well, actually, at first I talked to John, because he was a necessary component for the band I wanted to build. I was like, so I need your drumming, or I can't have a band. And I was fortunately on board with this idea. And then, then Lobos was like, hey, I'll do that again, too. And I was like, yay, because he's a superhuman guitar player. He shakes his head, but he plays multiple things that other guitarists I know are like, that's not humanly possible. No hands can play that. Almost totally does. He's shaking his head because he's modest, but he's amazing. (laughs) He's really good. And then Wedge was a friend of a friend, and was awesome, so we got her, and then we put out a Craigslist ad, Danger, and like... The one of the one of the recruitment questions was like, "So how much do you like Star Wars?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like Wedge obviously goes by Wedge. Yeah. John takes. Which the, is a
3: dual Star Wars and Final Fantasy VI reference. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I found out later, but it yeah. started from Star Wars. Yeah, of course.
5: <laughs> and then John John likes the Jedi a lot. He's very. How many? How many? How many lightsabers do you have? again, John? I have ten. <laughs> Good God! I have ten lightsabers. Uh,
7: colors. Um, I have two pink, two pink. blue. Two uh, green, two
3: purple, and two yellow. Are these like uh, like master replicas, or are these like? Uh, or actually two red. Um, I have
7: yeah, I have a couple of master replicas. I have uh, some Vader's vault. I have um, one or two. I have two that I don't really remember the makers, but they're <laughs> like really high end. Uh, like uh, not even necessarily the replicas, even though some of them. Like, there's one that's uh, designed after Kyle Katarn's lightsaber from, a, from Dark Forces 2. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, some of them are like original concept ideas and things like that, you know, machined out of aluminum and all kinds of really cool stuff.
0: Have you ever heard of Saber Forge?
7: Yes, I've heard of Saber Forge. Is
3: that where you've gotten where your laser? or your lightsabers? Uh, the majority of
7: them are from Vader's Vault. Okay,
3: yeah, I've got a Saber Forge one coming in, I'm not sure when, but sometime soon. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I, my lightsaber collection is not nearly as exciting as my uh, sword collection. I've got like 21 swords at home. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> impressive. <laughs> yeah. We have um, some friends in San Francisco who uh, teach a lightsaber school on Sundays in the city. So that's like where my collection is slowly starting to grow for so I can start showing up and actually doing something in class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so you you got together as the returners. Yes, um, I know the on your website it says the philosophy is to cover game music as strictly as possible, rather than like trying to come put your own spin on it. So what's the what's the idea behind that?
5: Well, there's it's it's kind of this there's a spectrum, um, and a lot of there are, there are people who have very strong opinions where it can only be one way or it can only be the other way. I like a lot of it, but choose to play the more accurate stuff. Um, and it has different challenges and different appeals, and so um, that was kind of the thing that we wanted to do going into this. Um, like, there's a lot of bands that put their own spin on it, and they'll have like their like crazy guitar solo version. Like Lobo's actually has a has a band, oh. Lords of Thunder, and they do lots. That's of- very accurate. It's though. very accurate, but, yeah. it, but it comes across as very like because you have but you have like a very like style of music that you go for. And those are the songs all you all choose. metal. All speed. very speed metal. So so pretty pretty lots models. of Mega Man covers.
2: <laughs> surprisingly, no Mega Man. Cover. Really, the band is called Lords of Thunder, which is was a game on Sega CD and Turbo Turbo Graphics, and uh, the soundtrack was just entirely like they hired some like speed metal band to just like do it all, and it was like I want to make a band. that's called Lords of Thunder, and to cover music from it. So
3: it's <laughs> really really good. That's cool. It's crazy how much music back then in old video games, it, like you know, like Final Fantasy has the more orchestral stuff, and like Zelda and stuff like that does, but like games like you know, like Mega Man or like random games like Lords of Thunder was just like, we're just gonna throw drums and this crazy heavy guitars we possibly can on it. Final Fantasy
5: Mystic Quest is the reason why I like metal. Really? Yeah, because I grew up in this classical house. I've never
3: called. heard anyone use the words like and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Have, <laughs> have you heard the soundtrack? Have you heard the? It have not actually. Oh
5: my god, it is so fucking good. <laughs> I cannot defend the game in any other way. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The soundtrack.
3: I, I, before I, my favorite Final Fantasy game before I actually had played one was uh, Final Fantasy Legend Two on the Game Boy because I. Grab that, and I was like, "I can turn it to a dragon. I'm fine. Is it's that great. one of the
5: Saga <laughs> games with the Second and It
3: games? was, I think, one of the Saga. It's the one where um, every member in your party, if you feed them different food, becomes a different yes. type of party member immediately. I think that's so, like, that's you got like a burly game. brawler guy, and they give him something, it becomes a chicken. Like, it's just <laughs> completely <laughs> random and weird. <laughs> yeah, Those games are weird. Yeah. Saga games are weird. So once you get a band like the Returners together, how do you start, like, I know you guys had some experience in music bands before, and video game music bands before, but like what is the world of video game music cover bands like? Like how do you guys Mm -hmm. advertise yourself? How do you get gigs and stuff like that? Um,
5: Well, like there's a lot of events around the country. um, And there's a lot of, like we we come from Austin, Texas, which calls itself the live music capital of the world and also has a lot of game development. So it's like a perfect location for people who like both. So you can play local like, gigs downtown, you can network with game development companies in case like they have opportunities to want a live band playing, or you can play at events like we haven't played at Magfest, we've played at like Orlando Nerdfest, Nerdapalooza, um anime conventions, gaming conventions like in Texas and PAX apparently. <laughs> how
3: how crazy was it when that call came in? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, so um, we didn't get into MacFest, and so I applied to PAX South, which was the same the same weekend. And PAX South down the road in San Antonio, which yeah. is like an hour and a half away. Um, <coughs> and then I probably forgot that we'd applied, so I got an email that was like invitation to play PAX South. I was like, ha! Oh, look, someone's trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like a week later, I had a contract in hand. <laughs> so that was the thing. And then like um, we played at South, and like that night, um, the stage director was like. Hey, I, like, started laughing. He's like, no, I'm serious. (laughs) So apparently I'm really bad at, I don't know, (laughs) something about Were
3: were there backflips involved? (laughs) (laughs) If
5: it wouldn't have involved breaking myself in half, probably. (laughs) Inside, I was backflipping. So who are you guys
3: playing with tomorrow night? I mean, I I shouldn't know, but... We're
5: playing with with Bit Brigade and the Proto Man. Oh, my God. Yes. Yep. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be exciting. Yeah.
3: So what is... um. When you guys are coming together, to like you know, put something together for, say, packs. Like, w- w- how do you decide what songs are going to play? How do you pick the arrangements for what songs are going to play? Like, what's the process going into a show like that?
5: Well, we kind of all talk about what we really want to play and what we think is going to be a crowd favorite. Like, depending on the on the venue, like, sometimes you, you're like, okay, Lois coming to Denominator, there's gonna be a lot of kids, so we'll play, like, Mario and Zelda, because they might know it. Or, like, <laughs> this is where nerds hang out, so let's pull, like, the most obscure stuff pull from the our repertoire. <laughs> like, we'll play our Sega Master System, right? This Star 1 medley, from 1987. Like that's not gonna be known by a lot of people, but the ones who know it are gonna freak the fuck freak
3: out. The shit out. And there
5: was a guy today who stopped by the table who was like Fantasy Star One, and then starts talking to me about Elise Landale and Maya, and I'm like, Yes,
3: <laughs>
5: we are friends now.
3: <laughs> Here's my card. Just email me every day. It's fine. So like with
5: Pax, we were told to, like we because we got suggestions from friends who played it before, and they were like, you know, um, I mean we know. The Double Clicks, oh, who, are really? not, who are actually going to be joining us on stage tomorrow. Oh,
3: really? Well, yes. that's awesome. They're going to be on our show in November. Yay! I love them. So <laughs>
5: wow. I was like, guys, will you play with us at PAX because you're from the Northwest? And they were like, yes. That is so freaking cool. I'm yeah. really excited. What do you guys playing with them? Um, the Best of Chance to Come from Metal Gear Solid, Ooh. which we usually do on our own, but there's a violin part that we don't play, and there's a cello. It's gonna play it. on violin and practice the- it. Awesome. <laughs> it's like just a bigger version. It's a very, very violin. And then, and then they're gonna be singing along with the chorus, which is great.
3: I'm That's super cool. Is that gonna be like? A super surprise appearance or are you gonna have to um, we've we've let we've let people know. Okay. We've
5: tried to let people know it's hard just like the double clicks that they just released an album, so like they've been all over the place, but we've been trying to yeah. let people know. So yeah. That'll be fun. And we and we do the best. like I said, we do the best you yet to come like on our own too. So yeah. that is not a surprise song. I've kind of spoiled the surprise of what, what our new song is gonna be. <laughs> uh, what is what did you okay. gonna go? Halo two the main theme because I was like somebody had asked us on an event that brought us at Dallas Comic Con was like hey we're going to have a bunch of people that that are like big cosplayers in the Halo cosplay scene so could you do Halo and we didn't quite learn it in time but we were like what Halo should we do so I was like, we should do Halo 2 because it has crazy electric guitars. <laughs> yeah, so most...
3: I, yeah, I can't imagine why. This is going to be fun. So when you're approaching a song like, say, Halo 2, which you are put together for this con, how do you go from, like, okay, here's the original track to here's the version we're going to be performing on stage?
6: I mean, do you want to talk about Why this a lot of our arrangements? Um, I mean, I, I guess it's just listening to the original and trying to, like, pick out what would work well with our ensemble because like i hear a violin and i'm like okay we don't have a violin but we have a flute that's in that treble range and would stick out with the melody well and um a lot of times i end up making my part last because (laughs) i'm a keyboard and i have Mm -hmm. a digital keyboard that supports all these instrument sounds so i just kind of like fill in the gaps. Everything else is wedged. Yeah, like, I've given Danger, like, tuba parts and stuff. Like, <laughs> he's a, so. he, he's a timpani
5: on a, on a, oh, on yeah. a song, so like, in song. yeah. In, in some of the Star Ocean, he's got some timpani. timpani yeah. Stuff. Like, the, the longer we play together, the more we get to know each other's instruments and the strengths. because, like, I started arranging Halo and I was like, I'm going to give it this part and which was like, no, you don't get that part, you get this part and then I played there and it was like, okay, you're right. And you know, it's, it's kind of a she and I, because we, we read and write music, like we use a program, like a, a mini sheet music program to kind of write out parts. So we do a lot of the arrangement, but like, for example, Lobos has like divided up parts and been like, okay, I think this is what people should play for things and, that he gets excited about. And John has to do a live his own
6: work. Yeah. Which is, which is. It's rhythm and it's hard to write rhythm. When, <laughs> it's, when it's like a symphonic
5: piece, and we're like, all right, John, he's like, I'm, I'm a metal drummer, and this is, I, I don't have a timpani, but like what do I do? But he always, he always rises to the occasion. Yeah, so. yeah,
6: John has made some really amazing drummers. Really awesome. uh, I've
0: noticed that there's been a bit of a uh, metal feel to some of your very light-hearted kind of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to the, uh, uh, like, yeah, like the other one, I'm like, oh, this is very peaceful, and there's like a, Pretty heavy, you know, <laughs> layer, you know, a breakdown
5: moment. <laughs> 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 pretty awesome. But. Oh, oh yeah, like, as transitions. Like, because mm-hmm. that's one of the hard things is when you put together a medley, because we do a fair number of medleys. Um, and then you're like, well, how are we going to transition between these songs? so sometimes it's like, okay, a little two-measure drum solo, and then we go into the <laughs> next thing. So, yeah, and it really, like, every time I think that we've figured out what our um, – approaches and we're like this is our system like that a new song comes along and I, oh that wasn't our system this is our system like, every, song, every song is different like they're there are ones we do that like are like originally for guitars and stuff so i'm like well Lobos listen to it and, and figure out the guitar thing so i don't arrange that he figures out the chords or whatever um so it's
3: so do you guys get together for like band meetings to figure this stuff out, or is it more like you fire random emails off at each other in the middle of the night? Um,
5: there's a lot of there's a lot of emailing, and then we try to practice every other week or so. And so sometimes we'll kind of like talk through things um, at practice. Okay. So while we're but like... also
2: Dropbox, Dropbox, yes. Dropbox is our savior. It's <laughs> yes. just like Lobo's part, Danger part, yeah. like, and then yeah. we just learn our parts individually, then, and then we then just it's put all together yeah. in practice. And it's like, like, huh? like a combination cool.
5: of, like, MuseScore, which is the program which I used to write music, um, and then and Dropbox. Like, MIDI's and yeah. like PDFs. We'll, we'll sometimes go to, like, bgmusic.com or something like that to see if there's an existing midi that we can, like, look at and kind of draw inspiration from and get some of the notes from. Those aren't always accurate, so you kind of look at it, and you're like, okay, that's wrong, that's wrong, and that's wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah. but, Things are wrong on the internet? What? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but,
5: but otherwise, we just make our own midis, but... Uh, but yeah, and then we'll be like, all right, dudes, your part is here. And Danger is like learning to read you music, so we we'll always give him a PDF with the note names on it. Mm-hmm. Lobo's learns by ear because he's, he's good at that, so we're like... So I can't read music. So.
3: <laughs> it's okay, I know that feel. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, I'm, I, whenever I'm singing in something, people will give me sheet music, and I'm like, hey, I don't... just play it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> learn by ear, so I find that impressive. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and then we're like, okay, and then John, just drum. <laughs> typically, typically what I'll do is like... We'll come to practice, and I'd be, I don't practice very much outside of practice, so I'll, like, like, hang on, and I'll listen to the song real quick, and then I'll be, like, okay, so <laughs> so let's do time, this. And
5: sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, maybe, sometimes we have feedback, yeah. or he will be, like, here's, here's version A, here's version B, and we'll be, like, B, so.
3: Is it usually, like, when you're version A, version B, is it, like, different rhythms, or, like, different feels, or?
5: Usually it's on things, like, in our Link to the Past medley, like, Kakariko Village, like, our version is different, doesn't sound exactly like and, and a lot of that comes from the drum line And he tried a few different things And we're like, we think that's the right feel yeah. Which then we're like, is it going to be three, four times, six, eight times like,
6: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't care because my person's the same so.
5: Well,
6: he, he kind of changes his own throughout the song Yeah, yeah. Just, like, keeps the
7: That's the thing, it's like kind of my whole philosophy with drums um, Is like I have like two kind of two main philosophies And it's one, um, if, you're, if it's something that's kind of repetitive or whatever Which, you know Video game music tends to be, or whatever, like if we do loops or like if there's you know sections or whatever, like each time needs to become more interesting. You know, at the beginning, I kind of try and usually start out very basic or whatever, or like uh, in this case, whatever, like very true to the source material. But then if we continue to, to go on, or whatever, I like make the drum parts what I feel like more interesting and change it up, you know, whether it's feel or you know, just whatever. And then the other thing is. Um, is being very, like, yeah, very true to the source material, but at the same time, like, doing something where, like, on the, you know, the original part might have, like, 16th notes, you know, like, a on the hi-hat and snare, but instead of doing that, moving the 16th notes to, like, the kick drum, so you still get that feel, but it's not, like, super, you know, the same, because it, I feel like it... Add something different to the you know to the piece. Yeah,
5: and I would say that the drums are like the one the one way in which we tend to depart from the original. Like if, if we're like like if we're like this this feels like it's a little bit slower, a little bit empty, or something like that. Like we tend not to add parts because we really want to be as true the original as possible. But like I don't think like I don't think that we've ever had a complaint about John <laughs> adding new things with the drums because like it's I don't know there's there's something about it where like the fundamental of the piece is the same and then the new feel. Do, you, do you
3: get complaints? Like, do people come up to you afterwards and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that wasn't exactly right."
5: I, well, so I was talking about like, how there, there there is a difference between the different styles, and like on either extreme end and either camp, you get people who have really nasty things to say about the other side. Like, oh, <laughs> those people only play what's already written there. They you know they're not adding anything of their own. They're just copying. Oh, and then you have people on the other side who who are like, um, those people are so deviating so far from the original material, they're practically writing it so it isn't even a cover. So like. You hear a lot of that, and so like the bands, like the bands who are on, on either extreme, I think get that yeah. from the other side. <laughs> um, but outside <laughs> of that, I don't think we get like. As, I'll occasionally hear people who would be like, I think that's too fast. I'm like, John makes a click track that's exactly the same when he plays to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Kal, you on the internet, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: that's something that I love saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think the constraints of our instrumentation and adapting songs to our instrumentation makes it different enough to be interesting, yeah. at, even though we're doing straight cover. And like I think that I think if there were to be a song that was not,
5: I don't know. Cause I, I would say if there was a song that like we couldn't add anything interesting to because it was like our exact instrumentation we wouldn't play it live. But we would if we loved it enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's like that's like the one the one driving thing. Yeah. like like do we love it? If so, yes.
3: What do you guys think it is about like video game soundtracks that makes us all love them? Because I know like hey, for me like. You know, I've raved about Final Fantasy 6 enough, but too bad, I'm doing it more. Um, the, uh, um, like, whenever I hear the first couple of notes of the opera song, I always fucking break down. Every single time. Like, la- two years ago, I was at PAX, and they had this um, group who was... Uh, they were a theatrical performance with video game music in the middle... Um, I can't remember their name right now, but um, like, they like they had this whole like story about like rebellion against a steampunk evil empire, but like they would break it up with video game songs. And at one point, one of the characters started singing the aria because she was really sad about her boyfriend. Um, and like I was just sitting there like sobbing in the audience. My wife was like,
8: "What is going on?"
3: <laughs> but I'm like, "What do you guys think it is about that?" music that makes us connect with it so much not specifically like Final
1: Fantasy 6 but just like video game music in general Um, I'd say it's a lot of times just really really good composition because um, I found a couple new games where I just before I even beat the game I find myself like pulling up the soundtrack and listening to it like when I'm not playing the game just because the music's so good and uh, I don't know know, I think
5: like especially if it's something that's going to be repeated and you're going to have to listen to a lot either like Either you're going to hate it really quickly, or it's going to be really good. Especially, I think, with a lot of the older stuff, yeah. because the limitations, the constraints made it have to be better. But I think also there's a certain degree, and this is something we see a lot, because um, we get a lot of people who come up to us and like, like are talking about these emotional experiences of playing this game. And they'll be like, you know, this game was really important to me because I was going through a tough time in my life, or I bonded with my, my younger sister, and we'd never been friends before that, or like... Or, or just, like, that was the best summer of my life. Or, or, or I got really emotionally involved with the characters. Any number of things. I and mean, there's, like, this, like, personal story and connection where it's not just, like... But I'm trying to explain this to non-nerds. Like, for me, like, the difference between, like, nerdy, geeky people and normal people... Is like, I when mean, I realized this when I was, like, planning a wedding. It's, like, normal people might name things after their favorite characters and friends nerds are going to quote their favorite thing in their wedding vows yeah. because like the degree to which we love something we love and yeah. I think that the video game music taps into that so it's not mm-hmm. just like a music for a thing we like it's like this deeply personal experience
3: it's like it's like that um seven quote Pen quote which I can't remember off the top of my head right now but it's like being a geek is about like Having permission to be passionate about the things you like, rather than like trying to play off like, oh, you know, I guess I liked that when I was a kid. It's like, no, this is the greatest thing. You yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do don't understand.
5: <laughs> I think I think there's a large part of that, just because that's that's a large. I'm like, and like sometimes it's, the, it's it is the quality of composition. There's people who are like, I've never heard what the fuck this game is, but that was really awesome. <laughs>
3: um. Oh, did what, what, you guys ever gone to a um, what is it called? VG Live or the, the big concert that VG toured around. VG VG Live? Yeah. Oh. They do um, this a series of songs from this game that I have never heard of and I don't think I've, I will ever play But the guy who put the concert together I guess composed the songs. Um, it's like, it's an early PlayStation game. It's like about a psychic guy. I can't remember anyway. But the music is absolutely freaking gorgeous. And every time I go to one of the concerts I'm like,
5: I really should play that game.
3: <laughs> and then I forget about it too, two days
5: later. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are definitely games that I've been like, I didn't really like the game, but when I listened to the soundtrack, I'm like, maybe I should give it another chance. <laughs> Final Fantasy X was not my favorite. I never beat it. I no don't like that game. 10. But then I started <laughs> listening to the music, and I'm like, oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. well, X was like, I, I
3: don't know, I tried to play that. My wife and I tried to play that, and it was like, step, cutscene step step cutscene yeah. step cutscene and i'm like can i just can i just put the controller down on the table then is this a movie that i'm playing right now <laughs> so not a fan of Xena
5: saga i haven't played xeno i've heard it's like the yeah. most movie-ish of movie games
3: yeah i don't know I, uh, I, I unfortunately my my jrpg education is sorely lacking because basically i played final fantasy 6 and was like nothing else will ever be better <laughs> you should play the weekend in series okay
5: because it's very, very story-driven and character-driven and has also amazing music, and it's now on the PlayStation Network, so the the first two games are no longer $200 each.
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was at a flea market, like, six months ago, and there's one of those people who are selling just bunches of uh, Super Nintendo games. And so I picked up a stack and like just slid Earthbound in the middle of the stack. Like, hey, how much for all of these? And the guy was like, uh, two bucks, two bucks, one hundred and fifty dollars. Like, God damn it, you know what you have? Wow. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Yeah. So, what are you guys most excited about for tomorrow night?
5: Oh God. Everything. Ah. <laughs> uh.
3: Thing.
2: I, I just like playing in front of the I just like playing the music regardless of the audience is yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Um, like I could play I would play the same show to zero people as to a thousand people. So like <laughs> I don't know. It's about the music for me
3: personally. Yeah, yeah i agree with that. Yeah, the, the so. audience is gonna be just a warning advance. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look a little weird because it, it if it's anything like it was the last time I went to a concert at PAX, there were like this huge cluster of like diehard fans right on the stage and then the only other seats were on the balcony so the rest of the audience was sitting in the dark in the balcony because they were too tired from the con (laughs) (laughs) you can see the band kind of thought there's only like 50 people there and then they hear the applause and be like whoa where did you all come from (laughs) i
5: literally have dreams about playing to an empty room so i'm not like lobos (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor lobos has several years worth of it's okay lauren it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Trying to reassure. But nobody me. shows up. What yeah. If, what if? Yeah. No, I like. I like. I had a dream that nobody was there, and then we play the show. We got interrupted in the middle, and they kicked us out. <laughs> and then, and then.
3: G- Gabe and come out, and i are like, "You are not worthy." And then my friends decide they
5: don't want to be my friends anymore. And then my cats left. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I, have reached the point where I'm no longer like nervous and stressed out because we made it. To Seattle in one piece. We are all here. None of us are dead. All of our stuff is here. Oh, my God. Um, and, like, we, like, we've got plans for tomorrow. We know where we're going to be when. So, now I'm just excited.
3: Are you guys yeah. going to get the chance to check out much of the show tomorrow, or are you just going to be hand the merch booth all day?
5: Um, It depends. I think we've been doing a pretty good job of taking turns, like, with the merch booth and doing stuff.
3: Yeah, we hope so.
5: I really, really like meeting the merch booth, so I oh, sit there a lot. Good. Mm-hmm. I like talking, you
6: might have to I used to have a counterpoint. it's like, hey, you come talk to me. <laughs> I'm very nervous in crowds, so I like sitting behind the merch booth. <laughs> I'm watching in, in my little safe spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird
3: because, like, so normally I'm really, like, I call it claustrophobic. Like, every time I'm around, like, a ton of people in a small space, I'm, yes. like, freaking yes. the hell out. But oh, when right. I go to, like, Comic-Con or PAX, I'm like, there's so much cool stuff to look at that I forget there's a crowd there. So, <laughs> I like, your, I like to walk into people because I'm like, oh my god, Battlefront is over there! Get out of my way, humans! <laughs> oh, what's your guys' favorite thing you've seen in the show so far?
5: Somebody gave me a King's Quest pin, and then I found a guy with a King Graham hat in line, and I was like, is that King Are you Graham's also a King's Quest fan? Oh, yes. We <laughs> might be best friends. <laughs> I like it. So you should play Suicoden. <laughs> okay,
3: all right, we'll play Suicoden now, yeah.
5: <laughs> well, What's the best King's Quest? Oh, God, three. Or six. Oh. Alexander's uh-huh. my favorite. We are best friends. When I heard there was, a, <laughs> heard there was a new game now. coming out, I was like, okay, I need to know whose kid this granddaughter is. I was like, well, her name is Gwendolyn, and Alexander went by Gwydian, so it's probably, and I want it to be Alexander's <laughs> kid. So I tweeted I tweeted at the people who were making the game. I was like, look, this is really, really important to me. I need to know whose kid is Gwendolyn. Can you confirm? said, Alexander's. And I said, yes. I was like, yes. yes.
3: <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, when so I was a
0: person who's never played before, where should I start? King's West 1. I don't know. It's rough, but you should
5: start playing. No, well, like King's Quest one is I would say it's the easiest one because it's the only one I beat without a walkthrough. I've never beaten a King's Quest without a walkthrough. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I might have had to look one or two things up, but compared to, like, King's Quest yeah. 6, we're like...
3: So, old school point-and-click adventure games oh, okay. are fucking brutal. Like, they're Dark Souls brutal. Yeah. Right? So, like, you're, but in a got weird this, way. you got this map, and there's no prompt for what you're supposed to do. And so you, like, wander around the map, and you're like, oh, a dragon! What happens if I click on the drive? Dragon eats you. Okay, I won't do that. Um, and then, but like, you eventually have to figure out, like, okay, if I grab this, like, I can't remember any of the actual puzzles. Um, if I grab like this, this fairy from over here and put it in this bottle and take it to this guy, he will give me this knife that I can then take to the dragon and throw at the dragon and kill and, the dragon to clear the path. And sometimes, <laughs>
5: sometimes it makes sense. Like, okay, King's Quest 1, it's very, very fairy tale-full tale-based. Yeah. So you, like, you walk past a bridge and the troll is like, and you're like, okay, I can't go across the troll. And then you walk to, like, a few screens away and there's, like, a goat. And you're like, okay, Billy Goat's dropped. I need to get the goat to knock the... Which to me, like, that's, like, obvious. Yeah. But, like, that makes perfect sense. But some of the things, like... Adventure game logic, like, um, so I don't know if you play the Strong Bad games, oh god,
8: yes, but
5: they're like, they're very much homages to that. And I was playing with my husband, and he like couldn't figure out what to do. And I'm like, Well, you want to do this and then do that? And he's like, How do you know that that makes no sense? And he did it, and it was right. And he's like, What is wrong with you? And I'm like, Adventure game logic, I, I remember
3: uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is one of the more famous ones yeah. back hmm. then. Um, you have to make it right. And you, I spent like three hours trying to figure out the F out. No, like actually make it rain from oh, the sky. Okay. <laughs> so the way that you make it rain is you have to wash your car. Because it always starts raining when you wash your
0: car. <laughs> 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 is that
5: the one that's a sequel to Maniac Mansion? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes, it is. had
0: so um, many nightmares of Maniac See, when Maniac you said uh, old school point clip, click, my mind's like, oh, you mean like Pajama Sam? Pajama Sand. I've never what? heard of See, Pajama Sand. I've never heard of Pajama King's sand.
5: Quest predates point and click. We're talking graphical text adventures. Yeah. So like, like, you walk around, and you type... With
3: like- Once upon a time, young Cameron, there were games. <laughs> there were only text. So they, you had to do everything with the Noah. Yes. Oh my god. And I programmed them in Q Basic because I was a huge nerd. Amazing. Okay. 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 So you were an Infocom fan? I. No. I was actually. What I, what I was was I was a fan of there this series of Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. that had D&D stats in them. Oh! I the fighting fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they were called. Oh my god. <laughs> as they fantasy. Had... Fighting fantasy. No, <laughs> fucking fantasy is very good <laughs> <laughs> We did not read those as yes. children. The
5: leather goddesses of Phobos, the Sierra, a graphical text adventure game <laughs> yeah. for adults yeah. that exists. Dude,
3: Leisure Suit Larry. Oh <laughs> this, this is
5: more explicit than Leisure Suit Larry. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe
3: I'll oh, have to write yeah. that down. But anyway, <laughs> see, the Sierra online of this lady named, um, Roberta Roberta, Roberta, Williams, Roberta, Roberta Williams. Thank you. Um, started making graphical text adventures, which are like you played this like super eight bit, like maybe even pre eight bit, like really crappy looking people. Like the th- main theme song of the game was "What Child Is This?" The old Christmas Carol. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, I, I know it well. Um, and uh, you, you like it's green you, sleeves. It's pre-dated Christmas? Christmas Carol. Okay. Uh, you wander around the map yeah, and like you walk it. up to like you'd have to like walk up to the troll and like type enter, and then be like, say hi to troll and the game would be like, I don't understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Get um, troll. You can't fit that in your pocket. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Obviously you erased by a naughty wizard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they also had um, all the way up through at least three, they had a um, this sort of glitch where um, you could uh, save at any time but there were certain things in the game that were death traps. And if you saved just before the death trap and overwrote your old saves, that was it. Well, you like, in King's <laughs> Quest
5: 6, if you didn't get a thing back there that you can't go back and get, and you're the, like, all the way the here the
3: end... ring! You can only do the get the best ending if you show that one well, random bitch your ring at the beginning of the game! If
5: you, like, get, like, burned up, your stuff burned up by the druids, like, good luck beating the game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. No, okay, there's this, uh... <laughs> the very, if you're gonna play <laughs> King's Quest 6, everybody, which is a great game, you should. It's really uh, At the very beginning of the game, when you get to the shop, show that bitch your signet ring. Otherwise, you can't get the good ending to the game. Someone will die if you don't show her that fucking ring. Oh, man, I used to
5: walk
3: through that game. Oh, God. When I was um, in in middle school, we had um, one of my sister's teachers babysitting us for a weekend. And during that weekend, we beat King's Quest V. And, like, six months later, um, my sister's sitting in class. And uh, the teacher takes a drink of water and stops and walks over to him and goes... Ah, life-giving water. Graham feels new life flowing through his <laughs> veins. <laughs> a, yeah, that's a that's a deep cuts joke, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, Pax. <laughs> now that we've done, now that Lauren and I are done ranting about games, yeah, we will play. Seriously, we're best now? friends now. <laughs> um, have you guys, What did you guys play so far on the floor? Have you played anything cool? I played Dark Souls three. Ooh, I didn't know that was playable here. Yeah. He killed the bad guy. Can I can, yeah. I, can I can I do killed a can I do a
5: Lobos advertisement? Is that appropriate? Sure. Okay, Lobos is Lobos is a is a Twitch Twitch uh, celebrity. Twitch celebrity, <laughs> Lobos Jr. And he's really awesome at Dark Souls.
2: So. I'm known for my Dark Souls challenge runs. Okay. Like
5: being blindfolded and having someone tell him what to do. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Beating the game with really? a ladle. Being, yes.
2: Using the ladle in Dark Souls 2, being the game upside down. I'm now doing a run where I play the game by watching my own stream. So like, it's what? like twenty seconds later. So it's oh basically blindfolded. I do something and then I'm like, what did I do? And I have to wait twenty seconds for like the stream to catch up. <laughs> like, oh, okay, good. So, but the boss fights I pretty much have to be blindfolded. Oh <laughs> my God.
3: How do you how do you practice? Because every time I see a speedrun, like there's somebody who beat um I was uh, Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How do you practice for something like that? I mean, I don't I don't. I've just played eight thousand hours of Dark Souls games. So. <laughs> is, that
2: yeah, a, just,
5: is that an exaggeration or is that according to Steam? That's
2: no that Steam is in, inaccurate because I do offline runs. It doesn't track that, and mm-hmm. most of my challenge runs are offline. So that's that's an approximation okay. uh, across all the Souls games. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you
3: how did you get into Dark Souls streaming?
2: Uh... Some friends showed me the game, and at the time I was like, I was I did regular speed runs of just like retro games, and mm-hmm. um, I played through it all the way, and I liked it a lot. And so I speed ran that, and then I don't know how the challenge run started. Well, <laughs> you really, really bored one day? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just like oh <laughs> man, we, this game has like so much opportunity to like just not use a weapon or not use a shield or use a shield as a weapon or whatever. <laughs> so I started doing it, and it, it caught on.
3: That's cool. Is it is it like Have people recognize you walking the floor of PAX yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I do it full-time time now
2: as a job. That's uh, the Twitch thing. That's really cool. You living the dream, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get
5: recognized at a fast food restaurant at home in Austin? <laughs>
2: at a Starbucks. I got recognized as a Starbucks Were you the host junior? It's like I think it's, it's it's
5: one thing if like you're like at a nerd event and the nerds are always right, event, right. Like, but like that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> right. well, whenever I
3: recognize someone at like who's a nerd celebrity somewhere not a nerd thing, I'm always like Should I approach them? <laughs> like you're, okay, you're a really famous cosplayer. I definitely recognize you. If I come up and say hi, am I being really creepy or am I being appreciative? <laughs> it's like six of one half a dozen of the other. <laughs> so how does how does it go how does it feel like going from like you know playing this game for fun to okay i 'll stream this for some of my friends too mm-hmm. or this is my living now this is what I do. what is that like it's kind of hard to explain
2: but <laughs> i don 't know i just i started playing it a lot regardless of viewers, and then like the viewers came and then I just kept playing it a lot so it's kind of it's not i don 't know it it hasn 't Affected me all too much, but except for the fact that now I do it for a full time job and stuff like that. But how many hours
3: do you stream a day? I dig it.
2: I do like an eight hour, eight hour a day, Monday through Friday type thing. So, you
3: whenever we were kids, there Uh was these (laughs) videos that would go out that advertised these video game testers, and they would be like, play video games all day, every day, and get paid. And it actually is this mind, mind crushing, soul-numbing job. You actually are living the dream of us in the 90s. <laughs> more or less, more or less. Actually, before I did
2: full-time Twitch streaming, I worked at Bioware for five years doing QA. Oh, okay. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So,
3: repeatedly running into a wall while blindfolded in it, Dark Souls it, it is it kind will... of the same thing.
2: <laughs> it, it wasn't that type of QA, surprisingly. There's a, there's a lot of different... There, there is, is that type of thing, but yeah. it was more like writing test plans for like outsourcing to do oh, so cool. I worked on Star Wars MMO so it was like a oh, nice project and, um, I just love breaking games so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works it's works
5: yeah. <laughs> is very good at things so I think he has to find ways to challenge himself
2: <laughs> yeah fun. Uh, that's fun. how would
5: you say the new game stacks up it's
2: uh, looking good
3: it's looking good yeah like nobody
2: had beaten the boss on the, on the show floor because they only give you 10 minutes to play and it's and you were like, oh,
3: way. 10 minutes. This will be fine. But I actually played
2: it before at another event. So I, were like the community manager was there, and he was like, get over here and like we'll put it on the screen. Go kill the boss because nobody's done it. And so like I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like Everybody was like, yeah,
3: that's awesome. You, were, you carried about on their shoulders. So I did. <laughs> there's a uh, there's another game upstairs in the indie area near you guys that you might like. It's called was it Necropolis. Uh, oh, it's, oh like a, yes, it's, it's like an like a indie comics. Dark Souls we played a little bit of it and it's really fun there's um, also this one Salt and Sanctuary
2: which is a 2D Dark Souls very mm-hmm. very Dark Souls game I'm, okay yeah I, I met with the developers as soon as I saw it I was like I love you guys it <laughs> it's good it's good <laughs> but I'll have to check
3: that out Necropolis Necropolis now. yeah it's upstairs yeah. next yeah. to our well not next to it, but near our favorite cartoony yeah, um, yeah. and but not it. not cartoony but like journey-ish okay um, so yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool. so it, it was really cool. It was. Um, I don't know that I got it, but I've actually never played any of the Dark Souls games before. Sure. So <laughs> someone
0: said that uh, the premise is that you're serving this god who's bored one day and is using you as your plaything. <laughs> send you to a labyrinth, like go find some pillars and go fix them. Yeah, and you're going to run into a thousand uh, bad guys. If you don't <laughs> do it within a certain time limit, I'm going to put you in this arena with a thousand really difficult, be uh, <laughs> people. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's so I don't
3: like Robert like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. All right, so that's Lopez's best thing you've seen on the show. Let's go just go down the line. Joe, what have you seen so far? John. John's. John. John. I said John. <laughs> now everyone heard John, right? <laughs> <laughs> John. Um, I
7: the merch booth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I pretty much had a very late night, went to the merch booth to kind of just hang out and do my part a little bit, you know, and then I was like, I'm tired, I'm going back to the hotel room, and uh, it was time for the interview. So today was, you know.
3: So you, wait, did you just roll out of bed and come here? Uh, sort of like after, yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> we took a nap. are living in musician life right now. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um.
7: So if I'm going tomorrow to actually like get out and see some stuff. You know. Tomorrow's
3: probably a better day. Like Saturday's fun, but it's so freaking packed mm-hmm. that you just like, it, like we were, sh- we played, I think, two things today with the lines we had to wait yeah. do. Yeah. Two two to
0: four. If you don't count the indie games, we just want to a line. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of wide open indie games, but they're a varying quality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. All right, Danger, what did you say? Um, I saw a lot of cool things that I plan on playing tomorrow because like there <laughs> were lines like uh, Ubisoft has, what, um, For Honor looked pretty cool. Oh my I god, like I wanted to that. that one. Yeah, but yeah. there's a yeah. line, so it's like, maybe there won't be a line tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> the,
3: um, it, yeah, hopefully it'll be a little Monday is going to be, I don't know if you guys are still going to be here, but because Monday's not a holiday, I think half the people are going to be gone. Yeah, no nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, well, Apparently the scalpers are just sitting on piles and
1: piles of Monday tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
5: We'll be here in the morning, so I guess okay. that can be like <laughs> playground time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that'll be awesome. That's good. Yeah, then um, Battleborn looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, mm. that's a MOBA, but first person, third person, or something. No,
3: well, kind of. It's like a. It's somewhere between a MOBA. It was a third person. You you have a gigantic? No, no. Um, <coughs> they almost look the exact same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was over the shoulder. I don't know. The ones the Battleborn is first person. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I could be crazy, but I'm pretty sure. Anyway, but, it's um yeah, it's somewhere
1: between like a MOBA and like a Team Fortress Two kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, I like um What are you gonna say something? I said interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like those uh the games are going that way, like a uh, fractured space have you played that? No. It's really cool. It's uh you play as capital ships and oh. it's still still got like different areas. You have captured things, it's like a MOBA but in three dimensional space that you play. Oh, cool. It's really fun.
3: There's a, a Capital Ship game called Dreadnought that's on the floor that I people have that. yeah. seen a lot of lines for it, but I have no idea what it's about. Yeah,
1: I've, it reminds me of Fractured Space when I see people like kind of playing it, but I haven't figured out what it is. So yeah. that looks cool. Hopefully yeah. I'll find out in the next couple of days. Cool. But yeah, that. I um, played a bunch of indie games that are really cool. I forget the names of them, but I have, <laughs> I have a stack of cards. to like, Yes, <laughs> go home and download yeah. them later. Mm-hmm. If, if you get the chance to play
3: Ninja Tag, we've, we've yeah. hyped that enough on Twitter now. I should probably stop talking about it, but it's so much (laughs) fun. It's this, like, top-down, twin-stick ninja game. And so, like, everybody has crossbows. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you kill another person with a crossbow, they can respawn but there's a katana in the middle of the map. And if you grab the katana, you can turn invisible and teleport. And if you kill someone with a katana, they stay dead. Nice. But if somebody manages to kill you while you're holding the katana, everybody you killed comes back to life. So the game goes on until one person gets a katana and kills everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's a great idea. What, what have you seen so far in your life, Lauren? Okay,
5: well, literally the only thing I have played was the new King's Quest. I played How is it? <laughs> I, didn't, I
3: haven't played it yet.
5: I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like I get what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's a completely different game. It's an entirely different genre, um, and it still kind of got the like, the adventure get stuff element, but it's different. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But uh, like I didn't. I didn't play all the way through before I gave the controller to somebody. <laughs> but I might. I might give it another try. Like yeah. when I'm like not exhausted from being on a plane all day. Yeah. But other than that, like, I wandered around and saw a lot of indie games, and I'm excited to know that there are couch co-op games being made. I know! I love those, and there aren't enough of them, and I've played every single terrible Snowblind Studios couch co-op game on the (laughs) PS2 multiple times because I'm so desperate for couch co op
3: We just um, put out this new YouTube show uh, called Co-op Life that's literally my wife and I making a show about how we are married and we both like video games, but we can't play single-player games co-op.
5: You played Terraria? No. It has local co-op, at least in the oh 360. Oh my god! Yes! I played this three times. Because yeah. <laughs> <You say, laughs> I keep adding new content and it's like, okay, time to try to load up Terraria. It's been a while. It's it like <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's unicorns now. I think that's the
3: one that's kind of Minecraft-looking. 2D, 2D Minecraft, okay. but like
5: with more progression yeah. and quests. Because I always see their
3: swords to- at Toys R Us because yes. they, they put them right next to the Minecraft thing and I'm like, that's not exactly the same. That's know. amazing. <laughs> Good job, Toys R Us. There were... YouTube star action figures at Toys R Us last time I went there. Really? There, were, they were Minecraft, there were people who play Minecraft and they were Minecraft-style action figures, but like I was like, who the hell are, like, gaming heroes? And I look on the back, and it's, like, this list of these, like, five YouTube people who play a lot of Minecraft, I guess. it's like, uh, what?
5: Wow. You guys get action figures now? Can we make an action figure of like I wanted,
3: like, Dark
2: Souls-style logos yeah. action figures. Yeah, I think, <laughs> sweet. I think that's should <laughs> happen.
5: We should only really start a petition. <laughs> Kickstarter? Just, like, yeah. With being dismembered action. <laughs> 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 How about dismembering other things? Okay, all
2: right. It comes with ladle. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that, yeah. I will come with a spoon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do you play with a ladle? <laughs> it does very low damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a ladle in game. Okay. It's a ladle. I was <laughs> imagining you like no. put a ladle on the buttons. And, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls two had like a joke weapon called okay. the, called the ladle, and it did like absolutely no damage.
3: But one of the runs was shooting the game with spoon. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> All right, Wed. What's your favorite thing you've seen so far?
6: Um, honestly, I haven't seen. Much either because I've mostly been at the merch booth, but I mean, like, there's amazing costumes at PAX oh God, and like dude. amazing people in general, and I've loved talking to everyone because everyone's just so nice and so cool. <coughs> but if I did go and see stuff at PAX, if you have any suggestions for strategy games out there, oh,
1: um, oh uh, planetary annihilation. Oh the yeah, like yes. Okay.
6: Yeah.
1: Did you ever play Total Annihilation or any of those games? No, I know of them. But uh, it's uh, pretty much the same thing. They changed the art style to, like, work with the new gameplay mode where you can just kind of scroll out into space from the planet you're on yeah. and, like, do, like, each planet's a different battlefield. Yeah. And they had a mechanic where you can build, you build, like, structures that build tanks and whatever, but you can also build these structures that are rocket boosters and turn planets into missiles and destroy yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
6: Yeah, right. I, I don't need to check that out. What's
3: your favorite cosplay you've seen so far?
6: Ooh, uh, Gender Bender. That was, that was pretty good. Gender <laughs> Bender, yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. Like, but, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't recognize the whole costume. Oh, dude, yeah, me like, too. that looks
3: so sweet. We've mm-hmm. been taking pictures all weekend, and, like, I keep coming up to people and be like, I am such a bad nerd, but what are you dressed as? This <laughs> one girl was like, a Kunari from Dragon Age. Like, oh, now. <laughs>
6: Mm. I like seeing other Nesses and... Shells because I have those costumes myself. Uh, we've seen the
0: slow uh, progression in age of very youngness to very old. <laughs> yeah, like like it's, every, Lucas every, every time yeah, we see a
3: Lucas, the cosplayer is slightly older. So, like, the first one we saw it was like 15, and like last time we saw it was like 36. <laughs> We're going to be seeing old man Lucas's by the end of the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm still ready to see Warrior Lucas, you know, full like Viking beard. <laughs> I, I still need to finish my Warrior Steven Universe cosplay. Oh my god,
5: that's amazing. <laughs> There have been a couple of Steven Universe. Did you see the gender bent Garnet running around? No, I did.
3: Like, like, I ran can, into an amazing st- Pearl though.
5: Sculpt. Yeah, I got I got a photo of the book. I'm just watching Steven Universe like, oh now. It's not a new so thing. Good. It <coughs> is as it turns out. But like, so, so he done like the hair out of styrofoam. Um, <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. We,
3: um, a friend it. of mine and I dressed up as uh, Steven and Tiger Millionaire for uh, a local con, and we ran into a uh, amazing group of just the full crystal gems. Like everybody had done it ama- perfectly. And we uh, just stand outside the convention singing songs to each other for like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because PAX in the program, like, there's a section on cosplay, and it's like PAX is not really a cosplay show. And I'm like, have you been to a <laughs> convention? But have you been to an anime convention recently? No, that's true. There's, I have never oh been to Dragon man. Con. The it's percentage really
5: of people wearing costumes is much much higher yeah. at anime mm-hmm. conventions and things like that. So, like, so I'll see like like people that I know that are like anime con goers who are cosplayers here, yeah. but like. There are there are there are more cosplayers here than I expected from a gaming convention, but not as many as you'd find at an anime convention. Yeah. So that yeah. may be what they mean. Yeah, that's true. It's almost I like know. one in every three people are, is a cosplayer. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anime, it's like they're everywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a thing. Like you can't walk through the aisles yeah. because everybody's costuming <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's giant
7: swords are in the way. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> but you know, it's real men carry swords bigger than they are. Uh, we um, we ran into a bunch of uh, Mad Max cosplayers who were they these for the game I guess they made it as a promotion but there's these three Mad Max out cars like a Beetle and like an old yeah. two old and they're Ubers. So, you can actually go yeah. in the Uber app and this thing called Enter the Wasteland, and if one of them's around, you can get picked up in the oh, Mad man. Max car and That's like awesome. driven down the street and being like,
5: Witness me! <laughs> okay, so I haven't seen Mad Max because I think it would give me nightmares because I'm a
3: total wuss, but no, you didn't oh, see it. it's
5: not that scary. No. <laughs> People who I trust have told me that I shouldn't watch this. So. Um, but you don't trust us. these these people have to deal with me with nightmares but but so there's like riding around the convention floor there's like I was trying to figure out what it was because I was like it's like Luigi in a go-kart oh, oh, yeah. like, attached to the front what's going on there and they're like it's a Mad Max show. yeah <laughs>
3: Mario strapped to the front we got we saw him today at the yeah. uh, League of Legends photo shoot <laughs> I, I went to my first ever cosplay photo shoot today and I was just like, it's like oh there's a bunch of League of Legends cosplayers walking over there what's going on and then all of a sudden there's like 400 photographers and <laughs> like 600 cosplayers are right in front of me I'm like I'm gonna take three pictures and then I'm going to run the
5: like, <laughs> anime conventions are full of that like
0: the outside yeah. areas are they're are actually full of that. on the um, schedule saying this photo shoot is here and then about half an hour later there's another photo oh my god after that. Yeah. it'll be like Fire Emblem Legend of Zelda then uh, Final Fantasy and then oh my Final god, Final god, we should have gone to all of those
3: I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so bad at covering cons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole other world I know it a is.
5: cosplayer so like I see some of that through her and I'm like yeah I'm gonna not go yeah. into that madness but mm-hmm. they do great things one, one of our,
3: our staff members is, um, her, she and her husband uh, cover cosplay pretty professionally all the time and they're like Like, they go to Hawaii to do cosplay shoots. Like, they spend days at Dragon Con just standing outside setting up lighting equipment. And I'm like, I'm lucky I rented this DSLR for this. Like, normally. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're dressing up right now. Yes.
5: (laughs) I'm a white mage, but I have my Paula bow because Wedge and I are going to be Paula and Ness tomorrow. That's awesome. I'm playing the Earthbound for the first time, and I haven't beaten it yet, so please don't spoil it. But apparently, when you like Earthbound, You don't just like Earthbound. No. It's one of those many things. Insane over it. Like, (laughs) my friends have been telling me to play it for like years, like years and years and years and years, and I'm finally playing it. Um, I'm streaming it because that's the only way I can make sure that I make time to play the game. Um, But so, like, I'm not quite done with it. But so like my friends are like, so how are you enjoying it? I'm like, well, I made a Ness button and a Paula button this week, and I'm gonna be cosplaying as Paula. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I see how it is, Lauren. Why didn't you listen to us seven years ago? <laughs> it's,
3: that's crazy how that things those things it's happen so when you're a nerd. Good. Like it's like you find that one thing, like like Oh my god. Like for me like Steven Universe or Attack on Titan, like where your friends are like, no, really, you just you need to watch this. You'll like this. Well the thing and with the then... thing with
5: Steven Universe and me is that I don't usually like comedy. So one of my friends had to come up with like a curated list of Steven Universe, cutting the comedic film. And i'm like oh there's melodrama i'm
3: on board <laughs> <laughs> oh i can ship people now okay nah, yeah, well, we, well, yeah we just we just
5: watched jailbreak
3: oh my god and i was like yes i, I had a friend who uh, without spoiling i don't want to spoil it on the podcast but i had a friend who figured out that twist um like two episodes in and so i had to very carefully spend like three months on his facebook status update being like no no that's not right Okay. No, you're, you're, it's a great theory, but I'm sorry, you're just <laughs> always... Well, so,
5: so somebody had spoiled that for me, but that, there's like an extra layer of things if you know that. Like you can read into yeah. characters' responses earlier, and my husband didn't know the story, so I got to see his surprise when it was
6: revealed. But <laughs> so then going like, back and be like, oh, that's why, and Yeah, then, and then, uh, then this one, uh, did you see the... Yeah, so yeah, it was, like, we, it was yeah. it's like the best yeah, of I ever. Wait, you do. I just good. heard some of the music from it. Yeah. So, so, oh my god. We,
3: we might have the voice of Steven on the podcast in a couple of weeks, Oh my god. excited about. I'm still trying to figure out if we can book that one. Very cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's actually a little kid, which I was surprised about. I'm really thought, glad. Yeah. Um, it's the I have, like, ash. <laughs> I'm I am 45 and <laughs> I the Pokemon skills. So. <laughs> I'm a
5: woman who spoke too much. I'm a little boy. <laughs> yeah. Or, like,
3: playing Bart Simpson for the last 30 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, since we've gotten into that portion, what are you guys all geeking on right now? What's, what's their, your biggest, like, sucking you in, like, I'm just thinking about this all the time thing? Mm. Do, you, do you start at the other end of the table, Lois? Uh, I mean, I
2: every minute of my day, basically, I'm thinking about my Twitch stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> I stream for, like, eight hours, and then after that, I, like, highlight my stream to upload to YouTube. Yep. And then I have, like, this schedule in my head of releasing videos. And then I go to Twitter, and I have to clear out all my notifications, and then, so, it's just, it Your consumes me. Your job is out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. And so, I mean, on on that same um, page, just Dark Souls in general, I'm like, the new Dark Souls stuff coming out, the, you know, the new Dark Souls-like games <laughs> coming out. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, now that those games are so freaking popular, we're going to yeah. start seeing the avalanche of clones coming in. It should yeah. be, like, five years of solid Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> we
5: already see an astonishing number. Well, most
3: of the Dark Souls clones right now are made by the same company that made Dark Souls.
5: Okay. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was like Lords of the Fallen, and that was like an okay attempt, but.
3: It, yeah. they, every game that's in that series, or like in that, the games in that series, has the most death metal names of all of <laughs> Of course. Of course. Assaulted sexual. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> death is another one. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, yeah. Oh my god.
7: Good, good, what about you, John? I'm mostly geeking out on my drums right now, like, (laughs) (laughs) which I, you know, that's what I do as a drummer, um, just, like, practicing a whole lot, I haven't had a lot of free time, uh, the last, you know, few months or whatever, um, I have an extensive backlog of (laughs) games that I need to play, um, but I really just love playing my drums, so, like, I'm, you know, especially we have, like, new material, so, like, I'm trying to focus on that stuff, and then I'm also, like wrapping my head around because when we would comes time to do an album I do the recording the mixing the mastering like all that stuff oh yeah John's
5: a trained audio engineer <laughs>
7: <laughs> and so like I'm constantly like uh, figuring out like how we want to go about you know doing the next album and when we need to get started because it's a lengthy process and all these different kinds of things like that because uh, you know resources are always changing and you know uh, I'm very particular about a lot of things and so um <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm just all constantly trying to think about how we're gonna approach this next album, you know. That's awesome. When when are you guys putting on another album? Um, so we have we have on the books enough material for the next Maybe? album. Mm-hmm. I thought, almost, almost. Well, not not what we have known, but, we but like we have yeah, we what we have okay. what we have planned. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're recording an album tomorrow. <laughs>
3: well,
5: no, so like so like the the last album we kind of had some last minute additions that we hadn't learned yet that we decided to put on the album so. Um, are we, we've kind of changed from that original list. Are we going to be able to? How are we doing on like
4: an album this?
7: I don't know. Like this is one thing to keep thinking about. We just haven't <laughs> had any real time to like, you know, talk yeah. we talk about it occasionally and then we get super excited about something else and we're <laughs> like <laughs> we're, <laughs> we need to learn that. We're, we're, okay. yeah. we're learning Halo. Halo was not on the plan. Yeah.
5: Yeah. We've got to play PAX,
3: so yeah. put everything else on hold.
7: And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, we can add Halo to that. I mean I think so. you know, whatever. And then like, you know, we have songs that we're like, we need to do this, we kinda get started and then like it just doesn't really like the Shadow of the Colossus.
2: <laughs>
3: That'll yeah, happen god. eventually. It will happen eventually. Did well, you first notice first camera just you perk you up? You not have with- my
2: attention. <laughs> 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 I have a Shadow of the Colossus tattoo. So oh my god! It's a sigil tattoo. Yeah.
7: We, uh, I think like a year ago we talked about starting to learn like a Shadow of the Colossus medley. no
5: it was like the beginning of the band was it the beginning <laughs> was okay like, so two years ago sorry I was going around being like
7: everybody tell me things you really want to do and Lovis was
5: like I really want to Shadow of the Colossus so we started started on the open way a little but bit but even
7: before but we got started as a band we had like a whole list of stuff that you just had put together stuff that we, we, we wanted to do you know although
5: I let you guys I, like I didn't, I didn't entirely dominate no
7: so no but I'm it. just saying like it was like yeah from the, even from the outset we had way more music than we could yeah. learn and then yeah, it just keeps getting distracted. Get, yeah, so.
5: And we need to finish our spoken medley one of these days. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Played part of that on our very first show and still haven't finished making a medley yet. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, that's on me.
7: So yeah, so I mean, we have a, we have a, we have a enough like, like music on the books like as far as okay. to, to do another album. Uh, we still have to you know put all that stuff together, um, and then it's um, then we have to look at you know like I'm very. Like, the way that, you know, digital music has, has gone or whatever, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with virtual instruments and all this kind of stuff like that. Um, you know, I could, like, literally sit down on my computer and program all my drum parts if I wanted to. I have really good, uh, you know, drum software or whatever. But, like, I'm a big proponent of, like, live, you know, recording. So I'm trying to find, like, a place where I can set up my drums and have really good, you know, uh, like, a really nice sounding space and record uh, really good, you know, drum audio. And then... Um, also that we can afford. I mean, exactly, that we can afford.
3: <laughs> we can afford. Uh, and um, What? The video game cover band music? The game doesn't give you millions of dollars. You. <laughs> and you, should, you should hit up Lobos for some of that sweet streaming <laughs> <laughs> money. Lobos, right.
5: Lobos did actually invest in our in our first set of merch. He was oh. very generous. He helped us out So thank you, Lobos. A yeah. He's a good guy. Yep.
7: And then, uh, you know, like, recently my uh, my living situation has changed or whatever, so, like, I don't have exactly all the same resources I had available then, so, like, now I'm, like, you know, like, mixing and mastering is going to become a little bit more of a pain in the neck, so, you know, stuff like that. Like, I'm just constantly thinking about, you know, uh, the intricacies and, the, you know, hurdles <laughs> that we're going to have to, you know, deal with when coming to with an album. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also very particular about who has their hands on our, on our album and stuff like that, so, like, I very much want to be... The one that does it, you know... So the, I, very high standards. I have very high standards, that's and good. I don't That's have, actually a good thing. <laughs> and, and I don't have a lot of trust in other people. You know, Even though I hear some of their work, it's just like I'm afraid they're going to make some kind of just really poor decision that I wouldn't make. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
3: The problem with having really, really high standards is it means you feel like you have to do everything yourself, yeah. and then you get to the point where you're like, okay, this person is really good, but as soon as I leave this with them, I'm going to come back three weeks later and there's going to be, like, a castle in it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then on top of that fact
7: that, you know, that person wants to get paid, and it's just like, uh, you know, when I do it myself or whatever, I can just tell the band, like, just whatever. Let's just keep the band going, and whenever we can pay me, that's great. You know, like... (laughs) instead of having to worry about, like, doing a pre-order thing or making sure we're going to have enough money to do this, that, you know, whatever. So I feel like it's kind of helping out the band, too, you know.
5: Also, he knows what the songs are supposed to sound like. Yeah.
7: I'm very intimate with the source material so to to yeah <laughs> so
3: new album next week though. <laughs> Absolutely. new album 2020 <laughs> I should probably get started thinking about cover art <laughs> you know I just, I just realized I wonder how many albums that come out of the year 2020 are going to have the name Hindsight Sorry, sorry. I'll show myself out. (laughs) Podcast over. Yes. (laughs) Everything's over. All
5: the candies are ours now.
3: So, before I ask you about what you're geeking on now, Danger, I have to mm-hmm. comment. Your tattoos are amazing. <laughs> he has a Thai interceptor blowing up an X Wing on his arm. Oh my god, really? He's got uh, an AT-AT and an ATSD and blowing up Hof's shield generators. Snow speeder speeds around. Boba Fett posing in a gangsta pose with two sword troopers, and an alien on the other arm. Yeah, you have the nerdiest tattoos of all time. No, so I think great. those are good. Okay. We, we all, you know. Alright, alright, tattoo show. Tattoo show Go for it. Go Uh, first. let's see. Oh, i got everybody Mass Effect. <laughs>
2: um, that's i got the Shadow Colossus, Okami, Zelda... Um, Shadowgate, which is very absurd, just, a very yeah, obscure reference thread. there, and this is uh, oh, oh, like nice. Star Wars. That's from actually when I was working at Bioware, we all went to go get tattoos like when the game oh, launched. That's so. really cool. Yeah. So okay. John has okay. oh has- a- you have to see his
5: <laughs> Dragon Age
7: tattoo. <laughs> Holy
5: oh shit, really? That's pretty
2: cool. That's,
5: that's my, amazing. My
2: blood dragon.
7: No, no, that's
3: where the GoPro dies! You <laughs> <laughs> killed it. You it killed it with your amazing tattoo. You're gonna have a Firefly with all the lyrics too. Oh my god, that's amazing on I leg. have Zelda on my leg here.
7: <laughs> yeah. Holy
3: shit. You guys you are the nerdiest people. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that in the most loving possible
1: way. Right? We're here at the nerdiest place. <laughs> uh, so what are you geeking on me lately? Um, right now, I'm going back and forth between Dying Light and Chroma Squad. I love... I don't love Chroma Squad. I love everything I've heard
3: about Chroma Squad. I
1: haven't it's played it yet. It's pretty great. Um, like... Not a life-changing game, but yeah. it's a really well-made and enjoyable game. Except for the soundtrack, which is like consuming my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I um uh,
3: am one of the few people who belongs to the group of adult Power Rangers fans. Uh, yes. Believe... Yeah. yes, there's more two of us in the room. Um and. uh, We, uh, that everybody I know is like, you would love this game. It has Power Ranger like things in it. Yeah, yeah. i maybe I need to try this game out. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Oh, God. We went, I went to, um, the first ever Power Morphicon in LA like six or seven years ago. And, uh, on Thursday night of the con, they had this, like, so it's in this tiny hotel in LA and they have, um, uh, only one bar in the whole hotel and only one bar in the area, so all of us fans are crammed into one side of the bar, and all the Ranger actors who are there are, like, roped off in, like, a VIP section, and, like, um, after, like, five hours of, like, us all singing karaoke and them all, like, carousing and stuff, um, Austin St. John, who, as we don't know, is the original Red Ranger, uh, walks up Lifts the rope up, throws it aside, comes and sits down at our table. It was like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> we just had drinks with um, Austin St. John and Jason Darby, who was skull for like the rest of the night, and it was that the was coolest awesome. fucking thing. There will never be a better con than that. <laughs> that pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, so Lauren, what are you geeking on? I ever found. Yeah, good. Good. I really, really
5: like it. <laughs> really, really good. I don't know. Um, so I'm actually working on my, my MFA right now. Oh. Um, In what? Creative writing, oh, cool. so I'm working on a novel under novelists and training training me. So it's like that, and running the band, and working a full time job, and all the stuff like, I'm Just like I don't have <laughs> much time. So like, like my like two hours a week of concentrated earthbound time are like <laughs> mine. Reckless. You can't take my yeah. earthbound time away from me. Because <laughs> 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 like I haven't I haven't been able to keep up with games as much as I like, and so I'm just, like. Seriously. It's like, gone are the days when, like, an 80-hour RPG was not long
3: enough, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, That's hours, why so. I'm getting so into, like, more indie games these days. Because, mm-hmm. like, my, my, I have a full-time job and I run the Ace of Geeks, so, like, every moment of free time is spent on, like, you know, updating our YouTube, getting our Twitch channel running, like, yeah. getting articles on the page, making sure news goes up super fast, and then, like... I have like two hours a night that I'm like, all right, I'll play Destiny with my friends for one raid. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. So because like I run the band social media stuff. Oh and, god. And yeah. I and I like try to handle all of our convention booking and stuff like that. Yeah. And like also I like do social media because I do like some of my own stuff and things too. So it's just like, it's a it's busy. I don't I don't <laughs> sleep enough. But I'm it's, doing a research paper this semester, a very intense one. So I'm just
3: like. It's weird how crazy trying to turn something you do for fun into something you get paid to do. Like how much time that takes out your life. Yeah. Even
5: <laughs> even just doing it for fun. <laughs> yeah, so I know. But it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? And then like something like this happens. And I'm like, yeah, that's <coughs> why. And also these people—they're fucking amazing. Love <laughs> I love my bandmates. We
3: love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: It's, just, mm-hmm. it's a love fest. It's well, so I honestly like. I'm just gonna not answer your question. And I'm just Like my bandmates are like the most amazingly talented people, and I could just like sit here for like five minutes and tell you why each one of them is like super amazingly talented and awesome. So
3: we have the room for the ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) To get through two people, yeah. Yeah.
5: Your two favorite, Lauren. Go. Choose.
3: You must choose. We'll call it Lauren's choice. And uh, can it be played by Meryl Streep? (laughs) Yes. I cannot wait to see Meryl Streep in a white mage outfit in the Orca's
5: room (laughs) in Seattle. Oh my god. Favorite celebrities, I just love the fact that apparently Vin Diesel is the biggest nerd in the world. Super. And, nerd he, got, tried, <laughs> and he tried to get Ding Judy Dench to play D and D with him. I'm like, oh. that is the best thing. <laughs> so, <sighs> I've had
3: I've had the most brilliant idea for years and years and years and One day I will do it, but I want to make it Dungeons and Dragons movie. But what I, the way I want to make it doesn't suck. Yes, keyboard this. Uh, But what I want to do is I want to take all the people who in Hollywood who play D and D, so like Vin Diesel, Rosario Dawson, The Rock, like all those Mm. people, put them in a room, put cameras on them, and have them play D and D for like a whole campaign, and that's half the movie. The <laughs> other half of the movie is the big budget movie we make out of the campaign they run, oh, where nice. we cut back and forth from the room to I what's like, going on. I'm so <laughs> on, board on yeah, that's great. It's right? kind of a ripoff of
8: the gamers, but yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Wedge, what are you geeking on? Um.
6: Well, I just went back to do another semester of school in computer science, so I'm about to lose all my free time. But... Yeah. I had a little bit of free time over the summer, and I started playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh no! I've heard, I've <laughs> heard it's really, really good. Now. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. And I played WoW a long time ago, like hardcore, and so like I understood a lot of the concepts and stuff. And I just loved the the music is gorgeous, like graphics are good. and gameplay is really fun. So um, I was having fun with that. Um, I guess the other thing I was geeking out on recently is I like really got into MST three like, K. <laughs> so like like I like to sew. So like I would just sew and launch MST three K for like a couple hours um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. great. So. Yeah. Yep.
3: My wife does that. She'll she'll either be knitting or working on a cosplay and she'll just veg out on like some show for like yeah. three days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, it has been a little bit more than an hour, and I know we all have places to be. and gonna getting kicked out of the room in ten minutes. So uh, I will say thank you guys very much for coming on the show. We are super excited to come see your concert tomorrow night. Yay. It's going to be super cool. Um, if we want to find out more about The Returners, where do we go? Internet.
5: The Dash Returners.
3: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
5: the Dash Returners.com. Or Facebook, The Returners VGM. Or just look up The Returners VGM everywhere. It's distinguished us from the band in California, the the punk band called The Returners. I but they're most
3: being... tweeted them today. <laughs> they're
5: for Final Fantasy VI, so they're allowed. Okay, they have my uh-huh. permission to use that. <laughs> they were
6: first.
5: What? <laughs> no one needs to know. <laughs> yeah, you can find us all over the place, except Tumblr. <laughs> it was hard, man We had a Tumblr And I took it down Because I don't know What to do with it <laughs> We have
3: a Tumblr And I've had three different People on staff who like You are running our Tumblr now And they're like Yeah, that takes too much work I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's far. hard <laughs> But we have
5: We have YouTube and Twitter And Facebook And and, and what else do we, do we Is that it? Instagram or Instagram? We have, we have, oh, no, I can only have one Instagram on my phone, so, <laughs> so yeah, if you have, look at Lauren the Flute on Instagram, you can see whatever the band's up to. Okay.
3: <laughs> cool. All well right, we'll end we'll this podcast the way we always do, which is hello and welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. Jarvis, if they want to email us, Jarvis isn't here. Shit. <laughs> uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on uh, aceofgeeks.net, which is where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including the... Uh, all of our coverage from PAX. Uh, and you will—you can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. We're on Facebook at the Ace of Geeks. We're on Instagram at Ace of Geeks. Just search Ace of Geeks. You'll find us, I swear. Thank you guys very much once again for coming on the show. And uh, we'll see
1: you tomorrow night. Thank you. Right, thank you. Thank you.